Welcome to the Complete Leader Podcast, giving leaders the tools and information they need to grow and change their world. Now here's your host, Dale Dixon. Episode 137, Connected Leadership and Purpose. Welcome to the Complete Leader Podcast, everything you need to be a high-performing leader. I'm your host, Dale Dixon. Today, we have a special guest, Francis Eberly. Francis is part of the Complete Leader team and is a facilitator for the Complete Leader program. Long history, we're going to get to know Francis and excited to have Francis on the podcast today. What's really exciting is Francis has a recently released book, Connected Leadership. Francis, so good to be with you today. Thanks, Dale. It's really great to be here. Now, we have had a podcast conversation in the past. So if listeners uh, want to get more familiar with you and, and listen to some of our topics uh, from the past, you can just do a quick search through the podcast archives and find <clears throat> Francis's information there. And Francis's work is part of this large body of work around leadership development for the Complete Leader Program, more than 700 resources that are available at thecompleteleader.org. So Francis, quick story. Um, tell us a little bit about yourself, your background, your expertise, and how you became affiliated with the Complete Leader Program, I'm guessing, that first encounter with Ron Price. Oh, it's a it's a it's an interesting story. I think for me, anyway, I was um, I had just actually finished the position where I was leading this organization in Washington D.C. and I had previously been in uh, started a startup and then ran a, a smaller organization and then got recruited down to Washington D.C. for this large association and I was looking for what to do with my life at that point. And somehow through, I think, Whit Mitchell, um, who you probably had on this podcast before, said, oh, you ought to, you ought to meet this guy and, and talk with him. So he actually came and spent a day with me um, in my home. And we talked and chatted. And then after that, he said, did you want to, did you want to join? And, you know, I had to think about that. I'm a, a, a kind of person that doesn't react immediately to things. And so I had to kind of look into it, what the expectations and I realized the more I got into it, I realized that the parts of what the complete leader is doing and the Price Associates group is it's a really interesting niche. It's about people. It's not about the what. It's how to understand people well. And that really resonated with me. And I mean, my career actually started as a teacher. So I spent a lot of time in psychology and trying to understand learning and how to connect with people. Uh, so they know what you're talking about. So tell us about that teaching career. Well, you know, um, it's funny. I don't talk about it too much only because usually when I say it, people go, really? So I was an eighth grade teacher for uh, quite some time and uh, about 10 years. I loved it, the kids, the students. And that's because it was unpredictable. You never knew what was going to happen. And, you know, there's also abuse as a part of that, but, um, and that's what people don't like. I just, what I didn't like was the restrictions of the organizations. So that's why I eventually left. But a lot of uh, trying to understand how people learn and a lot of that does apply to adults. There's just some different spins on it that, that are important too. Well, I would say uh, from a par parent's perspective of having kids who were in junior high, uh, I can tell you that, um, that 
anybody who can spend 10 years with eighth graders has a special place in my heart and has established a level of expertise. So I'm, I'm looking forward to this, <laughs> this conversation because uh, connecting with an eighth grader is, is a tough job. Anybody knows those junior high years. Yeah. So uh, let's talk about the book. It's, it's just sitting over, it's over your shoulder uh, on the bookshelf behind you. It's titled Connected Leadership, recently out. And uh, tell us why. What prompted you to write this book and now? Yeah. Well, one of the things I want to say, Dale, about this is actually it's the byline that goes with the title Connected Leadership, which really says what it's about, which is engage your workforce to lead themselves. So what I learned in my various roles as a leader is that the world is really complex. And as things seem to be happening, I mean, you've got suppliers and partners and contractors and, and you know, part-time people, remote people and customers and all the stuff that goes with them with social media now. And then you add technology on top of it. It's a really very busy and, and flurrying world. And so you add this, the pace with which things are going. Um, one person can't handle that. So you really need to find ways to engage the people around you so that they can begin to make those making important decisions and carrying those out so that you're not doing that. Um, it's a, it's a, you know, it's a change of, of, of where people think about leaders. You know, sometimes you hear people say, well, you know, being at the top is a lonely position. Uh, you know, I never found that. And particularly in the large organization, everybody inside and outside the organization wanted your attention. So you weren't being left alone at all. So um, you have to figure out ways or find ways to connect them. And I, I saw that as a gap, that there wasn't much, um, it wasn't much about that kind of approach of leadership, although there's some other work that's similar. Um, but you know, the, the big, big idea here is that um, you kind of flip it around. Instead of being alone, you engage everybody else so that you know, the decisions that you make are decisions that are shared. And uh, so you're not hanging out there as the leader. So in looking at, at the experience that set you in motion to write this book, um, is it was it your experience as a leader? You talked about leading the organization in Washington, D.C. Is it your experience in working with and around other leaders through your, your work with Price & Associates? What, where do you see it? What's the mix and, and anything stick out in your mind? You know, it's it's all those things, and I'll I'll relate a story that's actually in the book, and it it's kind of an odd one in the sense it goes all the way back to high school. Um, I had this fortunate opportunity to go to a very small school, it was a private school, and um, that particular school had the senior class in charge of basically almost everything in the school, so from grounds to the kitchen to maintenance to um, even authority. So if some, some violation occurred at the school, the students were step in and make decisions about that. And what I observed going through that and then being a senior is that there is good leaders and bad leaders and people that they respect, you know, that the students respect and people, you know, students don't respect and avoid. And I saw those same behaviors through my whole experience. So you know, you can find leaders where they've got followers or they have people who really want to work with them and look for those opportunities. And then there are those that avoid. And I've, you know, I've seen some bad leaders too. And unfortunately, but I think that's part of the world. So that was, that's part of the incentive for me to, to articulate this in some way. 
And uh, I, I tried to create a model. So there is a model that simplifies it because it's pretty complex. Um, and it has four parts, purpose, people, which is the who and what, and the actions, which is plan and implementation. And then the attention is the last one. So perfect place for us to jump in. Let's start with purpose today in, in the podcast. And let's look at the role purpose plays in being a connected leader. So first, before we jump in, you've alluded to it already, but let's let's really dissect what does a connected leader look like? What does good look like when we're talking about a, um, a connected leader? Yeah, so it's somebody who is um, in, a, in a simple way, and this is going to sound you know, heretical or something, but is giving away authority that is allowing people throughout the organization to take responsibility and lead. Um, so they're in communication. There are times when they have to make the hard decision, but most of the time it is listening, paying attention, elevating people into positions, giving them responsibility, you know, and then not blaming and there's problems because problems do arise. They will. Um, but using those as opportunities to learn. And it's a different kind of model. It's not one that's uh, commonly sort of used to a bit that we've, at least for, for me, in the positions that I've been into before I was a leader, is watching. There weren't many leaders that did that. And I, I think that's, I wasn't always great at it, but I think I tried, which is, you know, more than many, I think. So in starting this process out, following the, you've, you've broken this into a model of purpose, people, actions, and attention. If we start with purpose, what does purpose look like for a connected leader? Yeah. So the, the purpose is really your, your ultimate uh, task. That, you know, what, what makes you or what, what is it that it makes you um, valuable to the world or to that organization? Um, and it's, it, for me, it's the center of the model. It's the core that without that, everything else is really not going to function in a very coordinated or aligned way. And, you know, it's, it's if you've got strong purpose personally and in the organization, you know, that's the, you know, the ability to get the proverbial rock up the hill, you know, if you don't have that purpose. And so it's not uh, uncommon for people to talk about it. I mean, very well-known authors in leadership, you know, Stephen Covey, Tom Peters, Jim Collins, all talked about the importance of purpose, which is the why. Why do you exist or why do you have this? And it's actually a question I ask in some of those smaller organizations. It says, why, do we, why are we here? What is it that we do? And, you know, there are times when you can ask the question, so we should be able to work ourselves out of a job. Right. If we do our job really well, then customers will be satisfied and we won't need to be here. Well, of course, that never happened. But the, the trying to get to the sort of intrinsic value or component of what you do and what you're offering to the larger community or world is, is really key. And there are some futurists that talk about this, like Bob Johansson and Diamonds and Coatless, where they think that this is really a, a future leadership skill, being able to work and share with others, because it's hard. You know, it's, it's not one that we do just because the world is so complex. So anyway, yeah. Dive deeper into the future leadership skill. We're saying it's important now and even more important into the future. 
And is it being able to communicate, identify, communicate the purpose? In terms of purpose, it is identifying. So why you should be there or why you are mm-hmm. there and what, what service product are you providing that makes the world better? You know, are you solving a problem? You know, having a purpose that is just, I'll use the extrinsic. So it's because you want more money or you want a promotion or you want to have more status. That isn't really going to motivate people in the long run. But finding what is it that that helps people connect to who and what you do. Um, and that's that's what you want to. So it's in a sense, it's solving a problem for the the community that you serve. So if everyone in the organization knows that what they do um, is working towards that solution, then you, then your, your purpose has gone all the way through. So it's, it's kind of a legacy thing. You know, what is, is that, the, is that a, a significant challenge? Uh, you, you said everyone in the organization knows. And as I think about so many organizations, you could walk through and you could talk to each person on a leadership team. You could walk, talk to each employee. And depending on the number of people on the leadership team, number of employees, you'll have that many purposes in the organization. Everybody would say something different. So this is a, a core challenge for leaders to get everybody singing off the same sheet of music. Yeah, no, absolutely. And, you know, I don't know who told me the first time this phrase, um, but I think it might have been this press person in one of the organizations. But what she said was, you know, when you explain your purpose or what you're doing, it's it's more like a parade than an event. And I made me think about that a bit. And so an event is, you know, maybe the big annual meeting or you get a gathering of people in a room and you can say, here's our vision and it's a pronouncement or a project launch or a new initiative. This is our purpose for this project. And then maybe it goes up on a wall uh, somewhere or it gets revisited a couple of times during the year. Um, but those are events. So a parade is more like if you're watching a parade and people are going by you in floats and bands and so forth, they're always moving and it's always new people. So every one of those people need to know your purpose or the organization's purpose. So you just have to keep saying it over and over and over again in every context. Remember, this is why we're here. And you know, I'd be completely redundant, but to continue to remind people, and it's not that they forget, but in the busyness of what they're doing, sometimes they don't make that connection. So break it down for us. What what are the what what's the to do for for us today if we want to be more connected leaders what's the to do for us well for for you know understanding purpose or beginning to experiment more with purpose um the, one way to start is at a personal level so figure out what your purpose is if you don't already know what you in in, in your life and you can ask your questions about what do you really want to do or what do you really want to be as a person. And again, not just the, you know, I want more money or status. And a way you can think about this is, you know, what do you want to be known for? What's your legacy? You know, do you want to be known for that position you hold or title? Or is it for you as a kind of a person? And then what is that person? And, uh, you know, Ron Price talks about this, that it's, it's an extrinsic. So what's the, what's the value or what is it that you think is so important? So being able to get clear and narrow on that 
you can then begin to translate that into the organizational and you can already find an organization that fits you well. You know, an, another way to do this is to practice, you know, practice writing them. Um, start with something simple, maybe like, you know, if I or we as the organization want to accomplish X, so then we can Y. And just write some different ones. And then the next part of that would be engage others, right? So practice with them, write some, get them involved, test it out with other people, see how your, how your purpose is going. I, I recently on this uh, web session, I heard a ex-CEO of Delta Airlines talking about this process for Delta. Um, and he said it took him a year. He traveled all around the world, of course, because Delta's got facilities all around the world. And he was testing it out and talking to people about it. And it took a year before the first event, you know, and then he continues to promote the purpose. So it's not a simple thing. Um, but anyway, so those are some things you can do. You can also check for alignment. That's just the exact same thing you were questioning, which is, okay, so does everybody know this? You know, go to the team leader. Is the team leader sharing this with his team or her team so that they also know why they're doing it? You know, I'd say practice, try it out, let people hear it, test it out. All right. So you've given us some things to do. And, uh, and I think that point of making sure that there is understanding and repeatability around the purpose is important. The biggest thing I'm walking away from the conversation today is that um, leaders are not alone. And because that, uh, that is an often repeated phrase that Leadership is lonely. Being at the top of the mountain is lonely, and it doesn't have to be. Important for the listeners to uh, and for me to walk away with that. You know, an example which I like because I think it's a gap. It's a gap in my life. Is a purpose should be an attractor. Should should it bring you in. So um, I don't know if folks know about um, Thrive Global. It's a it's a new it's a new wish. Adriana Huffington's new company, and it's really around mindfulness. And she went through a breakdown and, and this, is, this is her way of giving back to the community when she was uh, really into the publication business. Anyway, the purpose of this organization is to improve people's mental resilience, health and production in the new normal and beyond. So if you think about that, it's specific it also puts a time, you know, where are we going with this? And so if your purpose is really clear, people will, you become an attractor. People will want to work there. Like I could probably work there because I have gaps in this. But, you know, the, the point is, is that the purpose is, should be strong enough to really bring it, bring people in to want to work there. I like to say purpose is what makes you excited to have your feet hit the floor in the morning. Yes. Ready for the day. Absolutely. Yeah, right. uh, give us a sneak peek at uh, the topic for our next conversation as we talk about attention. Yeah. So attention, I think, is probably a differentiator in terms of how I think about this. It's not an area that people think a lot about. And I'm still working on developing it, but it has multiple components, everything from what you would imagine to from listening to performance reviews to you know, looking at the horizon, the trends and so forth. So all those pieces are connected into that part. So you, as a leader, you have to be paying attention to all those things. Mm, okay. We look forward to learning some of the tools that come along with paying attention and 
order to be a connected leader. So the book is Connected the Connected Leader, and it is uh, available now for sale. The hardcover is coming out soon if it's not out already as we record this. The concept is engaging your workforce to lead themselves. And uh, Francis, this conversation has been fantastic. You will be joining us for the next episode of the Complete Leader Podcast, plus a number of other resources available at thecompleteleader.org. Francis, if somebody wants to get in touch with you, what's the best way to make contact? Uh, I'd say, Dale, my email. So it's my first name, Francis. It's C-I-S, in case anybody's confused with the last part of it. And then at price-associates.com. All right, Francis, F-R-A-N-C-I-S, at price-associates.com, the email address. And uh, Francis, thank you so much. This has been very helpful and a, a great conversation. Congratulations on the new book. Thank you, Dale. It's quite exciting, but thanks. Absolutely. This is the Complete Leader Podcast, everything you need to become a high-performing leader. Thanks for listening to the Complete Leader Podcast. Find more online, thecompleteleader.org.